Tolls are here since a week, and if you are a tech follower or a gamer like me, you, your, social feed, your social media feed should look like uh, PS5 versus Xbox Series X, or which one you should choose, and should you go for a, edit, a, a, a digital edition edition, or, or a regular one? Well, although the... No, no, how does it feel? The next-gen consoles are here since a week, and if you are a tech follower or a gamer like me, your social fe media feed should look like PS5 versus Xbox or a regular one. Although the question to, to be asked here should be whether you should buy one of these, whether you should buy a next-generation console right now. Hello Internet and welcome to the PodTech Talk where we break down the technology that is making your lives better. I am Mehdi, your host, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about next-gen consoles. As in every or as every seven years, we're getting a new PlayStation and a new Xbox. And what novelties bring this, this time these new machines and these new monsters? And are they really worth it? Well, that's the purpose of this episode, and I will give you some of my thoughts. Microsoft brought in their new machines. But we'll do a quick recap of what they proposed. Like, as you can see here, there is, they have almost the same configuration and the same hardware. Although the Xbox Series X have 100 gigabyte, 100 gigabytes more storage. Now, rate. Of course, you will get configurations like 4K 60fps or 1080p 120fps and so on. Sony and Microsoft also proposed another kind of consoles that consoles. It means that these are consoles with no optical drive disk. So they this time it's not they 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 do not share the, the same hardware or the same configurations. Like for the PS5, you will get the same experience as the regular one, but in the case of the Xbox Series S or the digital edition for the Xbox, there is a much thin 40p and so and 60 fps however what attracts the most of users or players in these digital edition uh, consoles is actually the price because for the ps5 you will get you will get one for 400 uh, bucks and for the xbox series s the digital one you will get it only for $300. What the Xbox or Microsoft brought this time with their controllers because there is almost no difference with the old ones. However, on the other hand, Sony really did a great job with their new DualSense. It's not the DualShock right now, it's not DualShock 5 or DualShock uh, Beast or something, but it's a new kind of controllers called DualSense. 
So what is new with this new control? You will get a much uh, handy or much comfortable, uh, more comfortable uh, controller, and you will get the fe the feature of the adaptive triggers and the vibration, haptic vibrations. So the haptic feedback is those this this dynamic vibration that gets stronger and stronger, and you will feel that in your game. Okay. Okay, so now before getting uh, to, the, the, to our main question today of whether or not you should buy uh, a console, a next-gen console, let's just give an overview about which games will be uh, available in their launching for the PS4, uh, for the PS5, and for the Xbox Series X. So for the PS4... Uh, Okay, so before getting to any uh, of those questions or before getting to the question of whether or not you should buy a next-gen uh, next console, let's just give an overview about what, which, which kind of game or which games will be available in their launching. So for the PS5, you... You will have Gears 5 and Forza Horizon 4 and other third-party games like Hello Abdelkarim and welcome to Digital School, welcome to Algerian Black Pearl and welcome to the PodTech Talk. Thank you for being here with us. So how are you Abdelkarim? Thank you very much Mehdi, thank you for having me. It's really good to be here. Alright, so can you give us um, an introduction about yourself? Can we know about you, what, you're, what you are and what you are doing right now? Sure. Uh, so uh, I'm Abdel Karim. I'm a Microsoft Certified Business Intelligence Consultant. Uh, I'm the founder and CTO of Dash. At Dash, we help companies increase their profit profitability and efficiency and competitive edge through data solutions. So we are a business intelligence lab. What we do basically, will, uh, let me just define business intelligence very simply for our audience. Business intelligence is the art and practice of collecting, storing, and presenting data in a way that it drives business decisions so that the right people at the right time have the right information to make the best decisions possible at the time. Okay, so when we hear about now business intelligence, it's a bit of buzzword now. Not all Algerians Definitely. or not all the society knows about business intelligence. So. When you, you get to uh, a, a company, for example, how do you, um, for, not force them, I would say, but convince them to about a business intelligence solution uh, and convince them uh, about the importance of data in their business? And not even for business, I would like to have your, uh, your thoughts about individuals like me and you like individuals. What are their needs with data today? Okay, that's a complex question, so let's <laughs> split it up in a few parts. Okay. First of all, about the buzzword thing. That's true, business intelligence is really a buzzword, and this happens a lot in IT, where they take something that we are already doing, create a better technology for it, change the name to market it better. So you have machine learning, which is basically statistics with new technology. You see the idea? So business intelligence has always existed. Like I know friends who were working for production companies in Algeria who were doing this from 2008. 2008. I mean, even with Excel and simple tools, the technology is a lot better right now. So 
the technology has changed, but the principles are always there and there are just new buzzwords. Now, how do we convince uh, companies that they should do business intelligence? They're probably, like I said, already having some sort of information within the company to make decisions. Usually, this is the case. Um, basically, what do you get out of business intelligence are direct business results. It's not just visualizing and analyzing data, just for data. Usually, you have business objectives. So you, you convince them with the incomes, that's it. Exactly. So you want to be more profitable. Right. You want to be more efficient in your processes. Gartner Research says that businesses who adopt uh, business intelligence experience a reduction in 40% of the cost of operations. So whatever a business intelligence solution costs, that's definitely a lot less than 40% of your operating costs, you see. so. Business intelligence is just a tool. It drives whatever business objectives you have, and we usually um, prototype a solution for what they are trying to achieve. So if a company, let's say, trying to get employees more engaged and be less absent, we create a prototype solution for that particular problem, a prototype that we show to them. Once they see and we explain to them how they, they use that to solve that particular problem, we get the buy-in from them and we start working on the project. So at the end, yeah, there, there is a lot of misunderstanding about technology in general. People see technology as a famous and big thing. At the end, it's just a tool to That's make true. our lives better at absolutely. the end. Absolutely. So absolutely. In, in general, I would say that business intelligence is just a technology or a tool that will make your you will see your business like from the upper side, I would say. Exactly. Like you, you have, have a bright side. View. Yeah, you have a bright yeah. side about your business. Definitely, definitely. So at the time you have, uh, I mean, uh, since when you, you started being uh, in business intelligence world in Algeria? Hey, you, I, I know you have a lot of uh, information about our, our market maybe. So could you tell me that, uh, how the Algerian companies are using data today? Okay, so I used to be um, basically a marketing analyst. So I used to take data from marketing campaigns, from Facebook, from surveys, from uh, offline actions, and just get insights out of that. What kind of insight do I get from marketing is who are our customers? What's their age? What is their gender? Where are they from? What do they like? Which flavor of our products do they prefer? And where do they come from? Where do they hear about us? And what's more likely to get them to buy? Is it this kind of advertising or this kind of advertising? But over time, while we worked with our clients, th their needs developed. So, Karim, you're doing this for us and it's bringing really good results. We have kind of a similar problem in HR. Can you do this for us in HR? And they say, of course, it's the same principles. So I learned the business, I learned the processes, and I apply uh, good practices of business intelligence to that, and we have similar results. And over time, the need for other areas just grew, and that's why we knew we had to start Dash. So it's a separate business. This is not, not only marketing. The need is bigger than that. And this is why we are the Dash we are right now. So at Dash, um, you, you are the CTO right now. Exactly. So what is your function as a CTO at, uh, at Dash now? Okay, so for me at Dash, I translate real problems to business intelligence problems. Okay. This is the role mainly of a CTO. So basically when the client comes to you, 
he doesn't tell you that I want you to use this algorithm for predictive analysis for fraud detection. No, yeah. he just tells you that I think my employees are not using the software in the right way and they're giving us false results. I want to figure out how. It's up to me to translate what he just said. Th their needs, yeah. Exactly, to a technical problem so that people that work for us can translate that and create a solution for it. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, people might, might think me as a, a software engineer and I, I do a lot of freelance uh, sometimes. I have some difficulties in developing like web development, a web uh, website for, for clients, mm -hmm. for example. And is it, the difficulty is when you come to the client and tell him, um, I have a solution for you. So maybe we'll, we'll talk about the, the first question that I asked you. Is it really difficult for, for a client that is aged maybe that he have, I don't know, it's, it's not used to, to, uh, to new technologies. Is it difficult to convince him about implementing the solution? Yeah. Uh, you really need to, to show him the results concretely. Li like, there is, uh, here is your results and here is what you will get. Yeah. That's right, yeah. I see, I see, that's absolutely true. I mean, there is definitely this uh, market maturity problem that we encounter all the time. And the difficulty with business intelligence is that they don't only need to be mature enough to adopt your solution. They actually need to be mature enough to collect data in the first place. Oh. So a lot of the time, we find ourselves with clients having business intelligence we needs, working with them on consulting on how to manage their data so that we get them to a state where they can analyze it because sometimes data is just dirty and if you're in if you put garbage into your business intelligence you don't get bi you get bs you yeah. see the <laughs> idea? so we have to re get really clean data into our systems so we often find ourselves doing okay. consulting projects to help them okay so maybe the last question since we have we haven't a lot of time so we talked about business right now so could you tell me briefly about the importance of BI or data for individuals, like in briefly? Okay, yeah, definitely. If I had just one minute, um, a lot of time when you're starting a business, you have a set of assumptions. So you assume that people are going to like the, your product. You assume that people are like this particular way of paying for your product. People like to consume your product in this particular way, and they like these features about your product. These are not ideas or facts. These are assumptions. Data allows you to validate these assumptions or unvalidate them and tell you what would be best to do next or what at least what would be best to try so that you drive your business to a maximum amount of value and so that you grow at the fastest speed possible. It basically allows you to deliver the right thing to the right people. Yeah, of course, I see right now that, that there is a lot of podcasters and video uh, creators and even people that are from home uh, selling uh, like uh, clothes or something. It's new here in Nigeria. Maybe they, they could use that data to, to improve their business, their little business. Yeah, I mean. and even the tools are free right now. Yeah. Google Analytics, Power BI, etc. Everything is for free. It's not a matter of whether you do it or not. It's a matter of how well you do it. <laughs> so, Karim, can you tell me a last word, maybe? Since we have... Uh, I mean, I last word. Yeah, <laughs> last word. Last word. Okay, if about I had data, to yeah. deliver one message about data is that you should only allow uh, your 
opinions and thoughts to lead to experiments, not to decisions. So you should only allow to, uh, your thoughts and opinions to lead to experiments, and those experiments that give you data allow you to make decisions. Okay, so, so to be idea. concrete, like, like, yeah, to follow the what's what's here, not what's your what your uh, assumption. Yeah. Facts, not assumptions, not power, not uh, good talk or sweet <laughs> talk. <laughs> data. Okay, so thank you, thank you for being here with us, it's uh, a pleasure. Karim. Maybe that will uh, have you as a guest in the future episodes. I love data; it's my passion. I love visual uh, visualize this data and their results. So maybe that will I will have you in next episode, inshallah. Hopefully. So Hopefully. thank you for being here and thank you for watching us for this episode. And catch you guys in the next one. Ciao. Thank you very much.